Hi, this is Dr. Carl Goldcamp. If you're interested in learning about the ketogenic diet like I was to save my own life, then this is probably the podcast for you. Eight years ago, I knew nothing about it. Six years ago, it saved my life. Three years ago, I started researching and talking with some of the authorities in the field and attending medical conferences about this to understand why and how keto so dramatically changed my and my wife's Judy's lives. The purpose of this podcast is to share our journey of discoveries with you in understanding how keto is so effective in improving so many different conditions, from obesity, epilepsy, diabetes, infertility, MS, Alzheimer's, heart disease, to name a few. So take a step away from all the hype you've probably heard and roll up your sleeves with me and join me weekly to explore this living miracle that anyone can access. We'll talk science. We'll talk food. We'll explore its history and evolution to today, which is that the sheer wonder of the ketogenic way of eating has changed untold number of lives, unlike anything before it. And in case I forget to mention it, please join our Facebook group, Keto Naturopath. Hi, this is Dr. Carl Goldcamp, and welcome back to another episode of the Keto Naturopath. Today, I wanted to go over, going over the history of the use of caprylic acid triglyceride, otherwise known as MCT oil. As most of you probably know, uh, we had a product on Amazon for three plus years, and it was the highest natural source of caprylic acid triglyceride available, period. In North America, and I believe Europe as well, but we were just worried about the United States. We were on Amazon, and that was our platform that we sold on, and we got really tired of Amazon. So we didn't renew that, but I thought the story of understanding how we got there is very valuable because I've actually circled around through the last group of people that we've come through our course. Towards the end, you know, I re started reusing C8, like I, I never stopped using it, but I started to notice its changes when I was using my CGM, Continual Glucose Monitor. So I'm going to go back with the story of how I came to that and how the information has become really interesting. And we'll get into some research, not too much over your head. You'll remember that I interviewed Dr. Stephen Conane and we talked about C8, so we're going to call it C8, which is caprylic acid triglycerides. When I say C8, that's what we're talking about. Just to give a little detail here, caprylic acid triglyceride or any triglyceride is made up of three fats. So when I say C8 and meaning caprylic acid triglyceride, it means there's three individual fatty acids that are caprylic acid. So it's three pieces or three caprylic acids tied together. Think of the letter E, the backbone or the vertical part of that letter E is a glycerol backbone. And that's what triglycerides are. And that's how fats move around your body. There are some that are individual fatty acids, but mostly fats are transported through your body as a triglyceride. That's a whole other conversation about fats and how they get digested and how they reassemble themselves. But just know that. So it's triglyceride, not just fatty acid. Why I say that? Because as I was learning about caprylic acid triglyceride back in 2014, that I was looking for, how can I get this in a liquid and where do I need to go to a liquid? So I didn't know anything about sourcing and so on. And, and actually, I spent a year and a half to nearly two years looking for a sustainably harvested natural source of caprylic acid triglyceride that was derived from palm oil, which is the highest concentration of any 
can't say uh, C8 is broken down from palmitic acid, palmitic triglyceride. And uh, that's the highest source of palmitic acid, fatty acid in the world. And so they basically break that down. And we'll get that in a second. So when I was looking into this saying, where does this come from? What's the process? And how is it? You know, I, I'm not quite sure I'm understanding. And so you go to all these different companies and you learn how they're, there's huge oil companies, organic oil companies, they call it, or oleoganic. And that's what that means, derived from plants. I wasn't after derived plants, but nobody derives, gets their oil from animals. Even though we do, as we eat, we get our fats and oils from animals. But that's not where these companies get theirs. It's usually either synthetic or it's from derived from nature, which is plants. After all this research and knowing exactly what I wanted and talking to the salesperson who really I didn't know anything about, didn't find out until afterwards, didn't know anything about C8 triglyceride. And he sent tubs of the actual fatty acid that is caprylic acid, period. Caprylic acid, not the triglyceride. It was bottled and it was about to be sent out, a thousand bottles to be sold on Amazon. And if they did that, people would have burned their mouths out. So we had to learn the hard way and send all that back and all the shenanigans that entailed. But that's what we learned. There's a big difference between the fatty acid and the triglyceride. This is a triglyceride. Okay, so how I got into thinking about C8 was back when I was in medical school. So first of all, I was in a very bad way in 2013. Mother had died uh, the previous year. My brother had died in the previous year. The financial fiasco of the 2008 housing market finally forced us to go into bankruptcy, which was completed in 2012. Also in 2012, year preceding 2013, obviously, my wife was diagnosed with a meningioma the size of a large plum that was impinging on her optic nerve. And so she had been slowly losing the vision of her right eye. And she has now subsequently lost the vision of her right eye. So we were, when it was first diagnosed, it's like, wow, she has this brain tumor. How do you get it out? Radiation, uh, the gamma knife, as they say, or surgery. You can go back and his listen to the history of all that. But she did go through roughly a 13 hour craniotomy and brain surgery to have it removed. And it was done very successfully. And so all that happened in, that was specifically February 29th, 2013. So since then, we were, you know, all our, all our big hopes, we put a lot of money into our practice and bought a big building and rehabbed it all. And then the housing market basically uh, robbed us of it. We were not as experienced as we should have been. Clearly part of that was on us. So after that huge loss, we were left with one goal, mutual goal, and that was to get our health back. So um, and I had been diagnosed in November with severe ulcerated colitis with severe Crohn's disease, something I had never had before. There was no family history of it. I have a sister that had some UC, um, but not severe. And so I was given two months to see what I could do to reverse my situation. Otherwise, surgery was going to be what they call bowel resection. They're going to take out the bad part, leave me with a shorter, smaller, and large intestine. And in the meantime, they were going to put me on plenty of steroids. And away I went and other medications as well. So I was just bottled up on medication. And I was like, go ahead, kid, see what you can do. 
you being the naturopath. From there, of course, I reached out to colleagues and so on and so forth, and nobody had ever actually worked with people that were in such extremitis as I was for their gut. Not going to go too much into my story, but I did go to international conferences of gastroenterology, enterology, and learned a lot about fecal microbiota transplants. But there was something in the back of my mind that also said, I remember in med school, one of the things you could use for gut problems was a thing called caprylic acid triglyceride. And it's a supplement that you can get on any pharmacy. And so I don't think I ever prescribed them. Yeah, it just comes in capsules. So it's very small doses, a few capsules, enteric-coated, and it's meant to be a kind of an anti-inflammatory. So I said, well, why don't I start there? And I did start there, and it got a slight improvement. I'm thinking, there's more to it than this. Why Why is there a limited? Why, why can't I not have more? And why is there not a liquid approach? So I looked around. None of this was on the market then. This is 2013. So through 2013, through 2014, I looked around and found more, did more research on all this. This is pre any of the keto conferences. And I was learning about, oh, well, caprylic acid triglyceride is an antifungal. And if my Crohn's and UC were fungal cause, it should be helpful. So it did start to help. I go, that's pretty impressive. So where else is caprylic acid triglyceride used? Well, it actually is used because some people thought that it actually made ketones. This was just a thought. There wasn't a lot of research on this. If you can imagine, just about six years, seven years ago, six, seven years ago, that they didn't know that actually C8, actually within 15 minutes, goes into the liver and the liver converts it into acetoacetate and into beta-hydroxybutyrates, two different ketones. And one changes quickly. It all ends up being BHB, beta-hydroxybutyrate. I thought, that's interesting. Then I thought, well, the other thing from med school that I remembered, which was something that was really problematic to ever dispense, was a thing called a butyrate enema. And it was kind of a almost a joke. Well, you can't do anything else. You send them to the hospital and you order, if you can, or you find their doc to order a butyrate enema. One of the reasons nobody liked that because it had a really bad smell. So that was really never a possibility. That was sort of like... If they could do nothing else, tell them about that and that would maybe improve them. But now that word butyrate came up again, just like beta-hydroxybutyrate as this huge anti-inflammatory for the gut. So now these ideas are coming together. Ketosis was something that formed more butyrate, right? BHB. I'm thinking, well, I should know more about that to create more BHB as a gut anti-inflammatory. Then I started learning more and more about ketosis, reading various books, the art and science of low-carb living, the art and science of athletic performance, and so on and so forth. They were pretty good. They were just starting. You know, it, was, it was sort of laid out a, a general approach to having a low-carb diet. It was implied there was a low-carb diet, drop the carbs so your blood sugar would come down to normal ranges consistently, and to have some fat, not to have high fat. It wasn't like a high fat thing. And uh, having appropriate protein. So I thought, okay, I need to go back and review all my fats and find out what happens with fats and why that's a good thing. So then we got into, I learned about epilepsy, called various docs on what they were using for their epilepsy and high fat diet was always part of the epilepsy, pediatric epilepsy. So all this ruled forward. And I go, well, this is actually a very impressive thing. And I was surprised there still really wasn't much research on that. 
we came out with our product in about 2015, a little late 2015, and put it on Amazon. Uh, there was two other products there. One was Bulletproof Coffee, which they call Brain Octane. And he claimed initially that it was RSPO, which is Roundtable on Sustainable Palm Oil, which ours actually was. And his wasn't. You know, you needed a certification. You needed to be audited. If you made such a claim, it was a big claim. You needed to be approved to use that. So he was kicked off Amazon and then came back on and suddenly it was all coconut oil. What I learned and why I'm going in this direction a little bit is that there's just a lot of dishonesty in marketing. This is my belief and that was an example of it. You can call it what it is and then you can change your claims and then make it work. I have no belief in that particular company at all at any of their claims. I'm just amazed. It's just like a lot of supplement companies now. They make all their claims. There's nobody has any particular medical education. So to be thorough with this understanding about the brain octane from uh, Bulletproof Coffee, as a doctor, you can ask for, I need to know the references of what this is exactly. And can you can you send me lab reports? Can you confirm where this is from? I got an email back saying, no, they don't want it. They can't release that information, which by law, they have to release that information to a doctor. So then I found out they had actually had a chief operating chief medical officer, quote unquote, who was a naturopathic doctor. I thought, well, that's pretty neat. So I tried to track him down, couldn't find him. And so I sort of just gave up and realized what we were doing was certainly the expensive approach. It was the honest approach, but it made to get RSPO, Roundtable on Sustainable Palm Oil, and to have a very high purity, made it much more expensive. People were selling MCT oil for nearly a quarter of our cost, half to a quarter of our cost wasn't as effective, but how would you know unless you checked all these other products? So that's just the world of marketing. So we kept our product on Amazon for roughly three years, went through a couple of cycles, and then we just recently pulled it off oh, a few months ago. And we just keep, we have about 50 bottles that we keep for people from our courses when they go through it. Okay, so now about the gist of all this. Why is this still important? It's something that I had covered before. That's how I came to it is because now with using the CGM, I use a Freestyle Libra, which is not perfect, by the way, and I've talked a lot about that. You've got to go by the pattern and not about the exact number. Unless you're going to have a $1,000 Dextron or something like that, you really are not going to have that same kind of accuracy. But it's good enough to say what has increased your blood sugar, what has decreased. It simply measures blood glucose, and you can put it on any part of your body. I put it on the outside of my left tricep. Uh, some people put it at the inside of their thigh, wherever, and you wear it for about 14 days, and then you upload the information to a little file so you can see where week after week, and you can find out what happened when you had breakfast or when you worked out, and so on and so forth. So what I found out now, it's I've done Freestyle Libra, I guess, a couple of years now, intermittently throughout the year, and people in there our course will do it as well because I think it's good feedback. If they've never had it before, they really need to see what they're changing. I realized that when I, if you just put a little C8 on your, my snack is Judy makes this protein bread. I kind of soak it in the C8. That is, pour on some C8, it soaks into the bread. To that, I'll add on some sort of meat or slice of grilled chicken, whatever the leftover is from the night before. I put that on and maybe I might even add some of Judy's mayo on top of it, but also has a little C8 in there. I think that's delicious. I just think that all that is delicious. So what I found is that consequently, my blood sugar levels 
for the freestyle Libra was kept, you know, like in the 60s. I've even gone as low as 40s. Now that has to be an era. And I would measure ketones. And every so often I would do a finger prick to see how close are these levels. And sometimes they'd be off as much as 20. But again, it's the pattern. Sometimes it'd be as off as much as 10. But it was sustained to me in a consistently low blood sugar. And you go, why wasn't I pooped out? Why wasn't I tired? Why wasn't I whatever? Well, it's because this makes ketones. Back to the original. It makes ketones. And so it's the ketone production that is the preferential fuel for the brain. This is where you'll feel tired is in your brain. And usually you feel tired for two reasons. One is you have low blood sugar and you're not a a ketogenic diet, right? Just low blood sugar and you get tired, boom, and you feel like you're going to pass out. That's also what happens when you have a drink. Remember the oxidative priority? It drops your blood glucose, it drops your insulin, actually increases your insulin, drops your glucose. And so you again have low blood sugar and that's why people pass out from low blood sugar. So you get tired. But when you add C8, like I just told you in my example, I don't put it in my coffee, by the way. Well, fat coffee is another stupid idea, and we had done that before, is that I'm now fed ketones. If your body has the choice of here's some ketones and here's some consistent ketones, that is, we'll be making more. Your body's now making ketones, and here's some blood sugar. Which is it going to choose? Well, it chooses primarily the ketones. That's pretty interesting. It chooses the ketones. When you saw that, the graph from the CGM and how the glucose was going down, don't I wish there was also an equal ketone ketometer, which is you get, yeah, we use Keto Mojo, excellent product. That you know, the few times that I checked, fingers get tired, you know, your ketones climb. As your ketones stay up there, your blood sugar goes down. So why do I know, why do I believe that ketones are the preferred fuel? Now, this comes back to Stephen Kinane, who I've talked to a number of times, interviewed, read plenty of his studies, certainly read it. He has a great book out that I think he wrote maybe 10 years ago. It's called Survival of the Fattest, and suggest you read that as well. Uh, He's a real evolutionist and in the biochemistry and gets really deep into it. So, why is that? For his research and his presentations that I've seen, probably four or five of, is that The thing about the brain and ketones is the brain consumes, takes in ketones merely as a concentration gradient. In other words, the more ketones there are in your blood, in your serum that goes across the blood-brain barrier, the more you'll be feeding the brain. The more ketones are going to feed the brain. Pretty straightforward. Kind of like a, a rising level, rising concentration ingredient, more ketones get through in the body. The brain uses those for energy. However, blood sugar, glucose, does not work that way. Blood sugar, glucose, has to be go through a number of receptors. It's a gated. It's a gate that needs to be stimulated. So how do I read this? So one is just about concentration gradient. There's no permission ask. It's, it's basically like somebody coming to your front door and your door is locked. Well, you have to go look through the keyhole, who's coming to the front door, and you go, oh, it's that guy. It's a mailman or so whatever it is. And then you open up the door. And then there's another guy that comes through, and he's wearing a magic belt that unlocks the door. He doesn't even have to, he just walks right in the house. 
And yet, so you have one, that's the insulin, is the one that needs to be looked at. And it goes through a number of receptors, and obviously it's much more complicated, but the concept is is dead on here. Whereas the other one, by concentration ingredient alone, is ketones. So let's think of this in terms of evolution. Well, if one is, the idea being that, you know, you one, we can make our own blood sugar, right? That's gluconeogenesis. But if we can survive on the fat that we're, with, that we are wearing, in essence, allows us portability. We don't have to be immediately at our food source, right? We can go way away and we can come back. So it allows us the mobility. That's a big deal. So that mobility. And so ketosis is basically the using of fat. We all know that. That's where podcasts got started some three odd years ago. Okay, so we got that lined up. But what about the blood sugar? If we need blood sugar, and parts of your brain do need blood sugar, so we get to make enough so that those parts are, and red blood cells need blood sugar. So, okay, we have enough to support those functions, but the rest is the body can use ketones, and it prefers ketones, especially the brain. So, okay, so one just walks through the door, doesn't have to ask permission, and the other is gated. So the gatedness says two things. One, it's not something that happened every day. It's my loose interpretation. At the same time, it has to be careful. You don't just let all the sugar in that you want because it can create damage. So this is how I sort of see showing that it's merely a concentration gradient shows that that was the default, that was the primary fuel of our lives as we evolved and the more episodic, periodic use of blood sugar was the exception. When we sat down and had fruits and so on and so forth, whatever was available back then, it was the exceptional, it was the rare, it was the seldom had experience. So that's where I put that. But here's a few other things that I thought, you know, so in my revelation of using C8, it is truly, and I hate to use this word, but it is truly a brain hack. And there are some drawbacks, and I'll tell you about that. And the reason you're never going to hear this much about it is because there's no patent on it. There's no patent on it. So it's a little bit like saying chamomile is the best sleep aid ever, but you're never going to hear that. There's never going to be a lot of research behind that because it's not patentable. Nobody's going to be making money on it. And that's the same thing. Knowing it's not patentable worked against me in a sense that when I were selling on Amazon, people can get just cheaper and cheaper and cheaper, poor quality, poor quality until it became a problem. So as long as it's not killing people, people really aren't going to know. And they'll say, gosh, I tried MCT oil and it didn't really work for me. Well, it's a quality thing. And that's where the quality just, it wasn't protected. It's sort of the argument for a patent in this case, and I'm not really for patents. But you can see the difference in the argument. It's not locked up and people can just sort of say what they are and how are you going to know? How are you going to know? But because there really is no way to recoup your money on MCT oil, period, caprylic acid, MCT oil, is that you're never going to hear a lot about it. So when it comes down to Stephen Kinane and some of the research he's done and a few others, but mostly it's Dr. Stephen Kinane. He's the fat expert of the world, in my view. Omega-3s, saturated fats. And in fact, I'm just going to give you, and here's some other things, is, is I've gotten deeper into gosh, caprylic acid triglyceride, considering I just started in 2012 and 2013 with the supplement side of things, meaning in the, in the capsulated stuff, to this is phenomenal. So in 2016, the tide started turning on saturated fats. And if anybody has gone to any sort of ketogenic conferences or low-carb 
conferences, you're going to find the whole misrepresentation of saturated fats over the 70 years is finally being debunked. But in this study in particular called palmitic acid and health, and we talked about palmitic acid, highest concentration is in palm trees, but actually it's the highest concentration in your body. So if I was to take your blood right now, send it to the lab and tell me, can you break down the different kinds of fats that are in this person's serum and tell me the most, the highest percent of fat in this person's serum? It would be palmitic acid. It would be palmitic acid triglyceride, right? Three palmitic fatty acids tied together in a glycerol backbone, that's triglyceride. And why is that? It's a 16-carbon saturated fat, so it's a long, so they call it a long-chain fatty acid, long-chain saturated fat. It's because it is very easily chopped up into potentially to be made into ketones by the liver. So a ketone is four carbons. So C8, caprylic acid triglyceride, that's C8, eight carbons, otherwise known as octanoic acid. There's a lot of different names in chemistry for the same thing. And so now you have two ketones, just needs to be broken, boom, two ketones for C8. Now, palmitic acid is C16, so that's four ketones or two C8. So it's a very convenient number, it's a very convenient multiple, and in part, I think that's why palmitic acid is the most, the dominant, highest percentage of fat in humans, period. It doesn't vary, that's just sort of a given. So... In 2016, I'm just going to read you this little abstract, and it says, interest in dietary role and metabolic effect of saturated fatty acids have been recently renewed on the basis of epidemiological observations and economical approach to health and well-being. Saturated fats may favorably increase blood LDL cholesterol without significant changes of total cholesterol, HDL, cholesterol ratio. So, I've long suspected, even back in 2012 and 13, I go, you know, my HDL is doing pretty well. In fact, I just got back from my annual, I go to a doctor as well and do the basic blood work. And so my HDL is 103 and my triglycerides are like 45. That's tremendous. That's tremendous. And so the HDL, I would say, is directly relative to, I eat a lot of animal protein, of course, and there's a lot of saturated fats in animal proteins. So there's a lot of palmitic, there's a lot of stearic, which is an 18 carbon saturated fat, still the same thing, I mean, chopped up, a little off, it's not a multiple of four, but it works. But you get my point, and so that often thought that C8 is directly affecting my HDL in a positive way. I thought it can't be that simple, but it is that simple. And so the question is, that's why I mentioned, is this a healthy hack? I do think it's a healthy hack. So if somebody had low HDL and they started taking in a contextual way. You know, I put it on my food, I put it on the the meat I'm eating. You don't just drink it, it's going to burn a hole in your stomach. Not because the fatty acid. It's because fats don't get broken down in your stomach, they get broken down on the top of your small intestine, the jejunum, and the ileum as it descends. And so when you just have, you really to have, even olive oil, if you really have a mouth of olive oil or a mouth of caprylic acid, your stomach acid comes out because it's been notified there's something in the stomach needs digesting, but it doesn't break down fat. So you get this pool of acid. So you really are having stomach acid and that's the pain. So do not do that. You will not listen to me and you will do that anyway and say, oh, my stomach hurt. And and then and that will lead on to, you'll probably have to go to the bathroom and they call 
Well, you can guess what that would be. But so you got to be reasonable. You use this as a condiment. But I've been surprised, even in the use of how I told you, I had it on the, my little, that little protein bread with the mayo and the, the meat that I had. It kept my blood sugars down for a period of three or four hours. So as much as it takes place and starts to create ketones in 15 minutes, it really lasts for hours. So if you're talking about anybody who wants to get their blood sugar down, now why would you want to get your blood sugar down? By the way, it also uh, decreases your appetite. So it makes it a lot easier to use sustain. And that was probably the whole truth of saturated fats. Truth of saturated fats was that they're part of animal products. People ate animal products. So it was very easy to create ketones from the fats in animal products. And therefore, they sustained, they didn't have the need to having to go running back to go eat more. Whereas if you have carbs, raises your blood sugar, then crashes, you have to have more carbs. So it's just the opposite. And it's the more automatic way, if, if you ask. Remember the whole concentration gradient? They just come right in, they feed the brain and so on and so forth. So it's an easy thing for them to do. So that was impressive. So to see that, wow, this actually lasts for a long time. I didn't know that back when you first started using it because I didn't have a, a, you know, freestyle Libras weren't out then. So now I have this observation and then I use the Keto Mojo and I start measuring my ketones. You know, they're in twos, threes, fours even sometimes. So it's a much longer effect than I would have thought. That's phenomenal. So now that whole door has been open. So that's just in 2016 that they finally say, in this one study, something I had presumed, and actually I just found this study in the last couple of months, but I thought, you know, I think there's a direct effect, effect on HDL. So it should be a much more viable supplement for most people. And again, be careful how you take it. Everybody falls in love with the concept of C8 and Stephen Kinane, and you know, he measured how C8 is better than C10 in the sense that it gets more ketones faster into your bloodstream than C10, but they're both good. Let me read you another article, and this one is by Dr. Kinane. Yep, it's one of his. So let me see this. Here we go. This says, let me get a little background. Always fun to read. Medium-trained triglycerides are ketogenic by the relationship between the change in plasma ketones and the change in plasma medium-chain fatty acids, MCF. What? It's an odd way of saying it. After an oral dose of MCT. They're basically saying MCT oil, which is C8, makes ketones. Okay, an eight-hour metabolic study day was used to measure both C8, C10, C12, and basically MCT oil, which is C8 and C10. And so what were the results? C8 was about three times more ketogenic than C10 and about six times more ketogenic than C12 under these conditions. Pretty interesting. And I think we might even have another study there too, just for little pieces. And the next is, here was... Now the product's being named. So C8, like acid triglyceride, they now made an appropriate name. They call it tricaplin, which is basically the same thing, tricaprylic. Fusion in healthy adults, C8 alone had the highest net ketogenic effect over eight hours, period. Pretty interesting. So when you, and I'll link, there is a link to uh, these in the show notes. So you can go back and read these yourselves in full should you want to. And then you, when you go on to PubMed, you'll see the other studies that are related to this, which make for pretty interesting reading and other studies that have cited this. Here's one that cites this. For instance, I'm not just going to read you your title. Effects of ketone bodies on brain metabolism and function in neurogenitive diseases. And now we're speaking Alzheimer's, we're speaking of Parkinson's, we're speaking of multiple sclerosis, we're speaking of ALS. 
Here's another one. Ketosis after intake of coconut oil and caprylic acid with and without glucose, a crossover study. Another one, medium chain triglycerides modulate the ketogenic effect in metabolic switch from burning carbs to fat. Metabolic and immunological effects of intermittent fasting on ketogenic diet containing MCT oils. On and on it goes. So it's just really good stuff. Again, try, you know, so on one side I'm saying, yeah, it is a hack. Look what it's just done. And I'm telling you all these things that it's used for. And I'm giving you kind of an evolutionary sort of support of, yeah, it makes perfect sense that this was the more dominant natural majority of what fed our brains was this kind of energy. And the little glucose that we needed, we produced that ourselves. We had our own liver did that as well gluconeogenesis. So we didn't really need to ever eat any carbohydrates. We had it up both ways. And then times change. And so this is really pretty phenomenal. So if you're one who's really looking to move into not just ketosis, but a healthier lifestyle, and it helps you move away from carbs, because some of my points I wanted to make sure I mentioned on this is when you're having, you know, what happens when you have C8 you know, with carbs, what happens when you have it with protein? What happens when you have it with other fats? It is the fastest way to create ketones regardless. It jumps ahead of the line and it makes ketones. Do not think you always need to be amped up with ketone numbers. You know, your body will adapt and will become more efficient and your measurable numbers will decrease as you be, have this be your lifestyle. You can take it, people are on a fast and they just don't want to break the fast, but they're getting pretty hungry. Have some in the morning. Put it in mayo. I put it in mayo in the very least. You don't have to have a full breakfast thing or a full lunch thing or snack thing. But it will break that and you'll be able to go on probably for another day or so. It's I, I think it's fine to have that. So what are the other points? Increase your it drops the fact that it drops your blood glucose levels. So it increases your HDL and it drops your blood glucose levels. And of course, it drops your inflammation, and that goes way back to where this whole story got started. It is profound, and I hope you look into it. And there's plenty of brands out there. Our brand's not going to be on Amazon. I don't know if we'll be continuing our brand. It was just a very expensive thing to do, to be right on about the quality. And I'm glad we did it. I learned a lot about it. But there's a kind of ruthlessness of sales that is very unattractive. It's, in my view, Perhaps I'm being a bit naive that I think is based on fraudulent claims. If you don't get caught, you can say anything. And that's not the world that I grew up in. End of that. So I hope that was helpful. Talk to you again. Bye-bye. Hi, this is Dr. Goldcamp. I just wanted to encourage you to send in your questions to drgoldcamp at ketonaturopath.com. Many of you have, and so what I've done with these questions that I've gotten back to most of the people I email, but some of the questions that were so good, and if they were overlapping to other questions, I would combine them and try to put that into the topic of a podcast, either via one of the micro topics that are covered in an interview. As you know, we cover a lot of topics in any given interview or some of my own sort of reporting, if you will, on some of these issues. So please keep the questions coming. Feel free to send in an email and uh, I will get back to you. Stay listening, send in your questions, and I will definitely get back to you.